Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Hello and welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the podcast where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept and then discuss it through their gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. I'm Alex Tate. And Alex, the ad this week is from State Bags. State Bags makes beautiful, well-made, inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back, to shift the narrative around social injustice. For every State Bag purchased, State hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to an American child in need, but their commitment goes beyond simply a material donation. State Bags has your back, and part of that commitment is making a difference in local kids' lives. To get you ready for your commute or wherever you are traveling next, State is offering our listeners 15% off their next purchase at statebags.com using the code P-O-D. That's 15% off your next purchase using the code P-O-D at statebags.com. State Bags, they have your back. Nice. Now, do you think it's P-O-D as in podcast or is it P-O-D as in uh, we are, we are, we are the youth of the nation? I... The only P.O.D. song I know is like a Carlos Santana feature. You don't know Youth of the Nation, their biggest hit? I mean, that song sounds familiar, but I couldn't have told you that was P.O.D. What? Oh, man. I had uh, I had the album with that on it. They also had another pretty big song Does off P.O.D. That album. stand for something? In, in... Payable on Death. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I legitimately didn't know that. <laughs> That's fucking... Oh, they also have... Oh! I feel so alive for the very first time. That song? Yeah. Yeah, that's them. Oh, shit. Again, what could not, gun to my head, wouldn't have told you that was P.O.D. <laughs> Would have said, like, new, yeah. fucking newfound glory Oh, they also do, boom, here comes the boom. Y'all don't really want it like. I only know that yeah. song from uh, the Longest Yard remake with Adam <laughs> Sandler. Okay, did you watch the new Adam Sandler movie like I told you to? I did not. I watched the trailer and said that i'm not going to put myself through that torture <laughs> it's uh it's not good but it's clear that there's like more effort put into it than the last decade of adam sandler movies or maybe even two decades of adam sandler movies mm. All right. like the production design not terrible his character is bad like he does a weird voice like bobby boucher and the water boy yeah, it's, like, it's can, like billy madison which is like yeah can he still do that? Like, I know it's like borderline <laughs> making fun of like mental disability or something like that. It's like, come yeah. on. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. It just seemed like everyone was, was trying a little harder than they usually do. I cannot like corroborate that fact, but I, I got drunk with Texas Sean and we enjoyed it for what it was. <laughs> oh, see, see, that would be good. I have no friends. So I, you know. Don't have an opportunity to do that. You tell me what it's like. I feel like Netflix has just been chucking money at things recently, and yeah. sometimes I mean, that that helps to to a point. As shitty as it is to say, yeah, oh yeah, they feel free to check chuck some money at us, Netflix, if you'd like. Uh <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, I would. I've constantly said that's that's the actual dream. Oh yeah, you want to get on SNL, blah blah blah. It's like mm, I kind of want a Netflix show. That seems like I'm I'm at that point now too. <laughs> like SNL was a dream for a while. I'm like I would love to have my own show with a modest following. Yeah, of uh, viewers who respect us and we respect them. <laughs> We've all you and me have always uh, pointed to the impractical jokers. We've yeah. talked about them some on this podcast, but, but those guys, that's what I'm talking about. That's the dream right there. Those guys are living the oh. fucking dream. 
Absolutely. They clearly still enjoy being in each other's company. I mean, just their joy is like 70% of the show's enjoyment. Yeah. You know, the pranks are funny. Sometimes they're not that good, but them getting such a kick out of it is what makes it enjoyable to watch. Totally. And uh, they are that entire network, which is good for at this point. Like they've without them, there's no way true TV is relevant yeah our true tv honestly has had a pretty good i mean they have adam ruins everything they've got tacoma fd they've got uh practical jokers everything i love that show shout out to that show that's a good show tacoma fd also good it's like the best thing broken lizard has done since like beer fest really yeah honestly no is it but is it just good super troopers like it's the same thing it's i think it's a little smarter i think they've aged it's a little bit more mature they've become a little more inclusive, oddly enough, okay. uh, which is great um, because Super Troopers 2, honestly, felt like the script was written in like 2006 and then filmed in 2018. <laughs> yeah, and then they they run out of money. Sometimes I think some of these people like run out of money and they're like, oh, because they bought like a, a big house and a nice car and they're like, this yeah. money will last forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Alex? I'm good. Yeah, you good? I, uh, cool. uh, I talk about it a lot all the time, but it's the only thing that's... Uh, uh, taking over my entire life, which is wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. You're in architecture school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, we have two projects due in my studio class. We've also already talked about that. We're I'm two weeks into the second project, and I just decided that I hated it, so I started all over. Nice. So I'm two weeks behind everybody. So I've put in so far today. I've put in six and a half hours of work, and after this podcast, I will go back to working on it. But I think there's something to be said for for something that's been labored over but clearly isn't loved compared to something that maybe is a little messier but there's inspiration behind it oh yeah it was and i talked to my professor it's like at one of those points where i'm like if i'm going to start over i gotta do it now otherwise i'm gonna get in way too deep and i'm gonna get way too far behind and i just hated it i hated my project i was like this sucks and like today he came up to me it had i actually decided to start over on Friday. So I had the whole weekend and today he came up to me and he was like, how is it coming? And I'm like, yeah, I'm still super far behind. And he was like, but do you like it? And I was like, yes. And he's like, good. That's the most important. That's thing. great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's awesome. So there you go. What about yourself? You getting ready? I'm fine. You getting ready to I am move? getting ready. Yes. I moved to Montana in two weeks. I don't have an apartment or a job lined up. <laughs> hey, it's fun. Which is fine. It, yeah, it's not the first time I've ever done that, and uh, I'm gonna swing by my parents' house anyway and stay there for a day or two and meet my parents' new puppy and see yeah. my mom. But I'm kind of excited. I'm I'm sad to be leaving my job. This isn't one that I'm like that I've disliked. I I haven't always loved the work, but I have always loved my coworkers. Right. Yeah. And even the worst days have had redeeming moments, which is something you don't think about until you're ready to leave the job, and then you go, ah. I do kind of like most of these kids, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and Austin, I'll be a little sad to leave too. I'm certainly not running away from it. Like I did Los Angeles. It's, it's been a pretty good city to me at least until May of 2020. And <laughs> so I got a good full year out of it and enjoyment out of it. And, uh, I, I look forward to visiting again someday. Yeah. Two things. One, I, one of the worst jobs I ever had was at a, uh, like a sporting goods store in Missoula. Mm-hmm. And, um, I fucking hated that job. I hated my management, but I liked all the people I work with and I'm still in a group chat with him and on Snapchat and we just like send each other shit and not one person. There's now, there's nine of us in there. Not one person 
works at that job anymore and it was that's great. great we had like a big celebration when the last person that was still there was like i quit today <laughs> and we were like yay that place sucks um the other thing is i the person next to me in my studio class is from california and she on friday leans over and she goes is there any good mexican food in this state <laughs> and i went what no Look at how far away we are from Mexico. I went, you're from Southern California. You got spoiled your whole life. Welcome to sucky Mexican food. So I just wanted to welcome you back from Southern California and Texas. Welcome back to sucky Mexican food. I'm honestly not thrilled. I love <laughs> Tex-Mex so much. Like I have been getting it once or twice a week until I'm leaving. And, yeah. and maybe I might just bring some tacos with me, like put them in the freezer or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm not thrilled, but, uh, we almost you know, can't physically get further away from Mexico and still be yeah, in America. For real. We're like the halfway point between Mexico and the Arctic circle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. What is our word of the day? Yeah. Our word phrase or concept today is competition. Oh, okay. Competition. competition. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to mean sporting. It just do you are do you see yourself as a competitive person? Sort of. I I do and I don't. I've learned this about myself. I feel more competitive when I'm already like doing good at something yes. than if I were to like jump in from the beginning and try to become a competitor. Like when Ginger's on Ice was kind of at the top of our game. I felt a little competitive about that uh, with other acts like in town. Yeah. But uh, as soon as I moved to Los Angeles and I was like, you know, in the same city as, as professionals, uh, I didn't feel competitive at all. <laughs> like, gotcha. I don't really care uh, about being competitive. And during board games, I'm not that competitive. Even if I am winning, it's, I kind of just take it or leave it. It's like, cool. I could win this or bummer. I didn't win it. It's kind of whatever. Yeah. Um, for me, it's dire in direct relationship to how good I am. Yeah, I would agree with that. If I'm good at something, I'm very competitive about it. And if I'm bad at something, I'll be the first one to admit, you know, if someone took me out on like the golf course, I'm fucking shit at golf. Have I told you this? We've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, we've, we've talked about this. I'm, We're both bad at it. <laughs> but you can hit the ball. Yes. Yes, struggle with that concept. <laughs> I feel like I have good eye-hand coordination. It once took me 27 swings to get it off the tee. That's because you got angry. Yeah. And the I don't know that I anger, did. Anger is not, not really something that, that lends itself to, to hitting a golf ball. But I agree that it, it should be directly proportional to how good you are to something. And I am very entertained by people who are clearly bad, but still competitive. Oh, like, yes. Those are the, the, they're <laughs> funny for a little bit. And then sometimes they get like too competitive and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. just, yeah, just like, admit you suck. Yeah, look, you're not going to beat the Canadians in curling. Like, <laughs> we're, I just wanted to take you on a weird date, uh, you know, this weekend. Like, I, I don't want to make, uh, I don't want to get in a fight here yeah, at the rink. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we're going to throw down with the Canadians. Also, the Canadian curling team is clearly rejected hockey players, so they know how to fight, too. So, yeah, don't go at the Canadian curling team. I love the idea that the curling team is just hockey players that are too, like, physically broken to play hockey anymore. Oh, so that's got to be it. That's got to be it. it. But I think maybe it's just like completely different skill sets, you know, like you don't send a soccer player to go play basketball afterwards. Right, 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 right. Have you the um, Gatorade like years ago, I think it was Gatorade, did a really cool advertisement of 
uh, athletes, and they were all athletes that were at the top of their sports, respectively. Mm-hmm. And they were just in their underwear, essentially, both men and women. Yeah. And it just showed like the drastic difference in body type and what it looked like to be at the top of your sport in these sports, you know, and like they put a sprinter and a long distance runner next to each other. They're both running essentially. And they look insanely different. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I think everyone at that high of a level probably is very competitive, (laughs) but only, only competitiveness comes out of me sometimes when I'm threatened as well. Okay. Like I don't feel the need to be the one that's, starting the competition but if i'm threatened then i will start to get competitive like like you are the funniest one at a party and then some people come in and they're now the funniest people at the party that is a very very apt (laughs) story that has happened to me yeah yeah there was a guy I went to like a shoot. I someone listening to this probably knows this guy, yeah, but yeah. I'm going to use his I'm going to use his real name because it bothers me. Okay. And maybe he listens to the podcast. His real his name is Shevin. Okay. And I don't know how you spell that yep. or why someone would name their child that. Okay. But you don't like this at, guy? No. I, I I to be fair, I've only spent like 2 hours with him. <laughs> He's okay. probably it could be a great guy. But we were at a film shoot and we were both extras and he filled the exact social role that I usually fill. Yeah. Not during the shoot, but while we were waiting for the shoot to start. He came in. He was also the same height as me, about the same <laughs> body type. He had, like, fair hair. And then he just started cracking, like, weird jokes. But he had some sort of, like, coolness factor that I didn't have. And that bothered me. I got very competitive. Yeah, yeah. In In high school, there was a kid. He was a year older than me. His name was Kyle Vincent. Okay. Everyone called him Vinny. Some people listening to this will know Vinny. I hated Vinny for that reason. He's funnier than me. I was a, <laughs> I was the funniest yeah. kid in that school except for Vinny. And I was funny in like a weird way. Like I would be so weird that people are like, you know, Alex is pretty funny, mainly because he's just weird. Vinny was super funny. And on top of all that, he was a quarterback of the football team. And I'm like, you oh. son of a bitch. But he was like, oh. he was, again, you know, shout out to Vinny if you're listening to this. You for sure aren't. He was kind of chunky. You know, he wasn't like the sexiest dude on the planet. But he was a quarterback of the football team. And he was absolutely hilarious. And I couldn't stand him. And I don't think he could stand me either. And because I think maybe on some level he was a little threatened by my comedy. Certainly not by my athletic prowess. And um, yeah, we just didn't. We never got along. <laughs> Yeah. And see, I grew up in a location where there wasn't really anyone vying for the title of like school comedian. So I kind of got away with not being competitive and not having to be competitive. And it wasn't even in Missoula. I feel like there wasn't I didn't really feel too many threats. Uh, Only when I got to L.A. did I start to be like, I don't know. And and honestly, it like killed my productivity and my creativity, not the act of being competitive, but the act of just having so many potential competitors. Yeah, yeah. There's just so much uh, muck to wade wade oh, through. Oh God, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but just because someone lives in LA does not make them talented. And I did not realize that until I lived there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. How are you? How are you about losing? Are you are you a sore loser? Are you no. okay with losing? 
I literally threw a Monopoly game a couple weeks ago just to help a friend win. And I was the first one out and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm not a sore loser. It depends. My sister's probably listening right now and is yeah. like, oh, he's a huge sore loser when we... I, I, I am if I'm really good at a game, right? Like if yeah, it's yeah. directly proportional to how good I am at it. Like if I lose it Mario Kart, I'm a little upset. Like why did I lose at this, yeah. you know? Yeah, I could sense that in you. We've said it before. You're very good at Mario Party. I think you're incredible at Mario Party. <laughs> yeah. And you won almost every single mini game, but on the mini like you seriously won like 70 out of 80 mini games, but on the ones you didn't, <laughs> I could feel it. I could feel it inside you. Yeah. So it was a heat, like the room got warmer. <laughs> Yeah, but I am too polite and I don't express it. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of wish I was a better, like, I wish I was a more sore loser. I think it would be more entertaining than just a man who's quietly seething. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just like sat there and you're like, well, just get him next one. And the next one you win by like 30 seconds or whatever. I don't know if it's what the fuck happens <laughs> in Mario Party. I am pretty confidently sure that you're a sore loser. Yes. Oh, yeah. I was going to say that. I'm fucking horrible. I just, I get super frustrated and I will, I will either start to turn it into a joke and like throw it so hard that people get mad at me because I'm like not taking it seriously and I'm like actively fucking it up for everybody else (laughs) or, or I just, I just, it, it gets at me for longer than it should, you know, like I consider myself pretty good at Catan and, uh, one of my one of my buddies was like on the same level as me mm-hmm. and dude, we would go at each other when we played Catan and it like wasn't healthy. It wasn't good. And if I lost to him, then like other friends would come over and the, the, we, I would get there like hours beforehand for this house party. I would get there like hours beforehand, me, him, his girlfriend and my girlfriend at the time would play Catan it was just me and him at the end every single time. <laughs> and if I lost to him, it would ruin like that whole night for me. <laughs> and yeah, But I would pretend I, that it didn't. But in my head, I was like that motherfucker. If I just like, could get this <laughs> stupid port and I think he fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah. Replaying the game. What could I have done differently? Yeah. yeah. And it was basically just me and him just like, uh, like filibustering, not filibustering, like campaigning each other's girlfriends to like betray them (laughs) and sometimes they would and i think they our girlfriends at the time got entertainment they would just like betray us and then i would be like pissed at my girlfriend i'm like you fucking betrayed me and she's like it's a board game (laughs) yeah (laughs) i've gotten better at kind of steering myself away from situations like that i have a friend here in austin that we used to play games probably two or three times a month. And he always won, no matter what game it was, Monopoly, Risk, Poker, like whatever we played, he would win. And eventually I just had to stop going. Like we had to, I had to stop going to as many of them because it wasn't fun for me. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not even that I want to win more often. It's that there's always five or six of us. Can someone else win, please? Yeah. there's this kid was so good at all of the games, and they're all his games too. And you, mm. you weren't like allowed to bring your own games. Like what? I could bring something, and I would be like, "Hey, I brought this just in case we want to play it." And he'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll see." And then it never happened. <laughs> so I stopped going because it was just like, "Yeah, it's not fun." And I feel that, like you said, with Mario Party, I totally understand if I'm just demolishing every time why someone might suggest, "Hey, let's play Smash Bros. instead." Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little level the level the playing field a little bit. Yeah, my junior year of high school, I was on the basketball team we were very good we only lost like four games we were number one in the state blah 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 um i say four games there was like 40 something odd games so uh 
Yeah, I was like, out of five? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so my role on the team, I, I didn't start. I didn't start any games. However, I played the most minutes of everybody on the team. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. So I would start on the bench and my coach would just have me watch their best player whoever it was for like yeah. two to three minutes of the first quarter and to figure out their weakness. Yeah. And then he would be like, now you go guard them. And then I, then I didn't come out of the game. I was not a threat on offense. I should say that. Like, I think I averaged like two or four points a game and okay. that was it. I was not a threat on offense at all. My only job was to shut down their best player. We were playing our rival and, uh, in those like first three minutes, their best player dropped like four three pointers on the nice. kid that was guarding them. And my coach like turned to me and he was like, "Shut him down." And I was like, "Okay." And I get out there and the game started to get like pretty chippy. They were our rivals, um, mm-hmm. and it was a close game. And we were number one in the state, and they were like number three or four in the state. It was a big game. There's a lot of people in the audience. People were cheering and yelling. Um, and I, <laughs> my like tactic is pretty dirty like i would just like whisper shit in his ears about how much <laughs> uh i want to yeah yeah yeah. how much you want to have sex with his mom yeah, yeah, have yeah. You? and like he would be like we would line up for the free throws you know how people like line up along the key to like get a rebound from the free throws i would uh pull his shorts down just a little bit <laughs> just like like a micro like a micro inch just a little bit like inch it down a little bit to the point then he like slapped at me once he got technical foul for it you can only get two nice. technical fouls before you get ejected um, <laughs> and he was so pissed he was like yelling at the ref like this and he would like run around they would try to run him off screens so he could get open mm-hmm. and as he would be like running off screens i would just like like either like pinches like ass <laughs> like really hard like like a hard pinch like a nice pinch mm-hmm. like a hard pinch or i would like pull his jersey or something like that and he was getting insanely frustrated um because he had like 12 points in the first three minutes and then his production dropped off quite a bit mainly because yeah, i think i just got in his head little ginger devil just yeah, like yeah, bothering I just, him <laughs> i was just satan i was just a, so mean to him and it was the end of it was the end of the first half and our best player was actually a sophomore um he went on to play for Arizona State. He's a good player. Um, he was our number one scorer. Their best player was guarding him. Their best player certainly wasn't fucking guarding me. Again, I was not a threat on offense. Yeah. Um, he went up for like a half-court shot. Not a shot. It's like at the halftime buzzer. Not a shot you're really going to make. The kid I was guarding tried to block the shot, but gave it a half-ass attempt at blocking and really just punched our player in the face. Oh, um, he got it like blood, like shot everywhere. It was like at halftime. Ooh. The coaches had to like, the coaches just like quickly, like ushered everyone into the locker rooms before like an actual fight fight broke out. They're like, everyone get the fuck in the locker room. And our best player, like our coach was talking to us and our best player was there with the trainer and like blood was just dripping out of our face. And the our coach was like, if that doesn't get and it, it was tied at halftime. And the yeah. coach was like, that doesn't get you fucking amped. Like, I don't know. Like, there's our best player. He's bleeding all over the sink. And I was just, like, so jacked up. So, like, everything I did in the first half just got cranked up to 11 on this kid. I was being a <laughs> menace. A total nightmare. And they, I guess he had told during a timeout, their center was, like, six foot seven, 300 pounds. He was, the like, an offensive lineman for their football team who just happened mm. to play basketball. To like, That's what small towns do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was you like, play every sport. He's yeah. the biggest kid in school. And so the basketball coach was like, you should play basketball. And he's like, I don't really want to. I just want to play football. And they're like, 
what about not during football season? He's like, okay, I'll play basketball. <laughs> he was huge. He was built like a brick shit house. I should also say I was like 90 pounds in high school, like 90 pounds wet. I was small. I was skinny as fuck. I was like rail thin. And he set a pick on me that this big center dude, he like went to pick me. And I think when he like, he timed it right that when I hit him, he like leaned like, bah, bah. And I bounced off of him like a, like a ping pong ball and fell <laughs> down and my head bounced off the basketball Ooh. court, like, like bounced, bounced that the guy I was guarding went in for an easy layup because he was totally alone. I, I, in my head was like, I'm all alone at the top of the key, like push myself up, like just start sprinting down the court. Don't just like raise my hand up. Cause now I'm down at the other end of the court all alone. One of my teammates just like lobs a super long pass. Somehow I catch it. I have no idea how I catch it. As soon as I start dribbling, my knees just turn into like noodles and I start like spaghettiing like. <laughs> yeah, because you have a concussion. Yeah, because I, I think I did have a concussion. I bounce the basketball. I go in for the layup. The basketball hits the underside of the rim and comes down and hits me in the face. <laughs> and then I just like laid on the thing. And like my coach called a timeout and he was like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm fine. And he's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and, from, and i was like i don't understand why i got taken out of the game you know I'm, i was like upset and then i'm like from their perspective they watched my head bounce off the court i yeah. stood up wobbled down the court caught a pass wobbled some more bounced the basketball off the bottom of the rim and hit myself <laughs> in the face and fell down <laughs> and was that the end of your basketball career it was it, you know might as well have been it wasn't really but yeah that's hilarious. That reminded me when you started talking about high school, I was definitely competitive about music in high school, not lay, listening to it, but playing it. Okay. There was my best friend in the world. You, we talked about him last week. Karsten yeah. was we, and now I, I've recognized we both have entirely different skill sets, but he, for all intents and purposes was better at music than me, not playing it, but understanding it, writing it, getting it. And yeah, so like like musical theory and like concepts and like time signatures yes. and stuff like that. Yes, yes, yes. And he was like more technically proficient on how to play things, even if I could play more and faster. <laughs> Jacob's just like, watch this fucking double bass line. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> and now he doesn't really make music at all, and I still do, but that was like my main competition growing up. I would kind of get mad at him a little bit in my head if he like did something better than me. And I don't know if there was a competition because he was always encouraging to me. Like, and I, and I tried to be with him as well, but yeah. sometimes it was just so frustrating. I was I just like, why are you so much better at me than this one thing? You know, like yeah, yeah. I, I would just, and then there was a senior my freshman year who was like phenomenal at drums and still is and plays in bands and stuff like that. And, um, because of our age difference, it wasn't as much of a competition. He really was just kind of trying to like mentor me a little bit, but I definitely would have musical, like a, a, a musical competitiveness to me in high school. And then when I didn't get into it in college, it hasn't really been a thing. I mean, you kind of, as you get older, find your lane and stay in it. And yeah. it, it takes someone with very specific talents to do the exact same thing as me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think you and me both suffer from this a little bit. I certainly do, but I think you do as well of, I want to be, I want to be the guy 
that starts to do something and then people go, who the fuck is this guy? Where did he yeah. come from? Look how good he is at this. Who is this dude? And then I'm like, ha ah, ha ha, I'm so good at this and you didn't know I'm good at this. But both of us are a little bit behind the times to be that guy. Oh yeah, I know. It's too late now. Yeah, we have like an old, just like we have old souls a little bit. Even even we talked about this recently too in, in our comedy. Like it, We would map sort of like millennial punchlines onto very like old and archaic comedy structures you yeah. know there wasn't there was every once in a while we would try something new but uh we weren't really reinventing the wheel as much as we were just making a wheel a good wheel you know <laughs> yeah yeah i you know and i kind of feel it now in like architecture school of i feel my age because i'm like trying to do these things that i think are good and i you know my the professors and the people around me are responding well to them. And they're like, this is really good. This is really successful. And that makes me feel good. And then other kids in the class are also doing really well. I don't want to bash on them. They're doing very well also. And then at the same time, they're like, yeah, I got, I was so fucking drunk. I stayed up till 5 a.m. yesterday. And now I'm here at 8 a.m. And they're also, they're doing the same level of work as I am. I was going to say, yeah, they have the same grade <laughs> and as I'm you. Like, and I'm like, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I went to bed at nine and I feel yeah. exhausted. <laughs> Yeah, man, I have hope, though. I have hope that someday, because there's it, people make vital work outside of their 20s. It's not maybe as common, but it does happen. Yeah, well, you know, and I think most people are, most people who are considered like really, really good at what they do, whatever that is, is are older than you think they are. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, and there's a whole. I mean, overnight successes don't is not an overnight. Like, they've probably been hustling for the last ten, fifteen years, and just because you're now hearing them on the radio does not mean that's the first thing they've ever done. In in most cases. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of crazy. I, I um, here I'm gonna look it up real quick. Like, okay, so this is my my best reference is Donald Glover or Childish Gambino is 37. Oh yeah, I didn't realize that. That's I don't know if that's a great example though, because he got he was a writer on Thirty Rock while he was in college. Okay, damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. You can't use like him or Chance the Rapper because they were both like. Well, yeah, yeah, it wasn't about prodigies uh, in their. Although, dude, Chance has fallen off so hard. I, there is no one that I loved so much for so like that a period of time yeah. that I could not give less of a shit about the, now. the walking dead of musical artists. Do you remember the show, the I, walking dead? I never got into it, but I know exactly what you Dude, mean. I know people I love like the first obsessed. three seasons or whatever. Like I watched the first four seasons. Like it was a religion. Yeah. Watch season five and went, this is not that good. Literally haven't seen anything else. I think they're on like season 13 or something like that I just, I have like, I, that's the only thing I can think of that, yeah, I've truly just, I used to care so much about and now could not give zero fucks about. That's where I'm at with Chance. And honestly, I think it's because Chance doesn't feel any sort of competition. There aren't a lot of rappers that had, you know, ascended to the status that he did so quickly and then pivoted to make albums about God and their wives. Yeah. <laughs> he ha kind of has that lane all to himself right now, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. And yeah, so that... That, you know, maybe Chance needs a little healthy competition. I think it's coming from Justin Biebs. There's a... Uh, now Biebs loves uh, God and his wife. Yeah. Ugh. The, the, the singles between Coloring Book and 
his newest album, there's a song on there where he literally says, don't want my next album sounding all ushery. And then it came out and it sounds like Usher. Like it's all about <laughs> love and like his wife. It's called the big day. It's literally a concept album about a wedding. Like yeah, uh, how ushery can it get? Anyway, do you want to do some please splatter? <laughs> yeah. A 911 caller reported an individual was knocked down by the wind from a passing semi and skinned their knees. A Fergus County deputy responded and advised an ambulance was not necessary. <laughs> God. I feel bad. Like, how, I mean, how close to the highway were you walking if that, uh, the wind from an ambulance knocked you over? The wind like, from a semi, but yeah. Semi, yeah. Sorry, not an ambulance. The call said that they skinned their knee. Yeah. So they had they were already aware of the injuries that had occurred, and they still yeah. thought well, we should we should call the police for this. Yeah, I mean maybe they just needed someone with band aids. I mean there's there's like a certain amount of blood where you need a band aid, but you don't have a band aid, and then you panic and you're like, I guess I gotta call nine one one. Have you ever had you like ever this had, one? Have you ever had a nosebleed that just lasts a little too long? Yeah, and you're like, how much blood can I legally yes. lose before I die? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just had one like two days ago that I was like, um, it's been like 15 minutes. How long is this supposed to bleed for before I start to get concerned? Yeah, that's how you know winter's coming. Yep. A 911 caller requested medical for an individual who was knocked unconscious after missing a motorcycle jump. <laughs> <laughs> that was some hold my beer and watch this shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, you get what you get. <laughs> I'm sure they weren't wearing a helmet either. I'm 100% on that. Yeah, likely. A caller reported that an individual was outside a residential living facility yelling obscenities at the residence. The individual was gone before an officer arrived. Just some sort, just some ageist person just what, running around, just, yeah, fuck, fuck you. you, grandma. Old people suck. <laughs> What? Yeah, that sounds like something I would do if I went home and got a little too drunk. <laughs> uh, just the casualness with which you said that. That sounds up my alley. <laughs> I wouldn't put that past me at all. I, w- I wouldn't. Unless I'm being honest there. I do want to do something in my hometown when I visit next that makes the police blotter. What will it be? I don't know. Well, apparently you can skin your fucking knee. <laughs> The Boys and Girls Club reported garbage from a stack of items with a free sign on them was being blown around by the wind. Code enforcement responded and advised that it appeared the residents recently moved out and left the items outside. The items were moved to a location closer to the home. All right. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty exciting stuff. God. They didn't take it. They didn't put it inside. They just said, we will move it closer to the home so that the wind blows it around their own yard instead of yours. Dude, code enforcement is a job that I think is uh, insane. Uh, yeah, I see a lot of code enforcement, like cars and vehicles around Austin. And I'm like, I don't get what you do. <laughs> um, anything else you would like to talk about this week, Alex? Uh, no, that's about it. I think I'm good too. I uh, enjoyed your your story, and you. uh, I think it's about time we do a Q and A, right? Yeah, it's been a long time, is what I'm saying. So if you have any questions for us, email them to us at gingeronginger_pod at gmail dot com. Yeah, or you can just message them to me on Facebook or Instagram. And uh, they don't have to be questions you know, about the podcast either. They just be questions right. about anything about life. Yeah, 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 about life, about 
You know, what, what, what's Alex's calf, uh, sir? Circumference. Yeah. That's the word. I, was, I almost said circumcision. Oddly, that's not I know the right that. Word. I know that you answer. Do. Yeah, because I've had to wear compression socks before, and compression socks are sized due to your calf size. Oh. Well, you learn something new every day. <laughs> it's, it's 16 and a half inches. Pretty big. Pretty, pretty chunky. Pretty, pretty wow. Defined. Yeah. I have large calves, too. I, 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 I have drummer calves, as, as us drummers like to call them. Oh, okay. But I just want to say, like, my calves are bigger. Anyway, that was our episode on competition. Thank you, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by Alex's Juicy Juicy Calves. Yum, yum, yum. Take a bite.